Quote, In the event that I am reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus to contribute something to solving overpopulation. End quote. This was Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip's dying wish. And lo and behold, just days after his death, a new more deadly and contagious form of pestilence was announced. And the world was plunged deeper into the shadow of plague, infirmity, and spiritual darkness, which the world has still not emerged from to this very day. Britain's Queen Elizabeth dying at 96. But what? Was Queen Elizabeth's dying wish? Word of her death echoing around the world. And how will the new king honor it? New crisis has arised. Just read the headlines. Around the time of the Queen's Druidic Masonic funeral ceremony, my wife and I were scanning over headlines and current events when we began to discern a pattern. They cannot intrude here. And once we saw it, not only could it not be unseen, but the Most High began to reveal and expose even more corruption in so many high places of power and influence. Months before the Balenciaga saga and its satanic abuse ring made international news, we were connecting dots, which led us to another kind of ring a strategically placed O-ring, a ring of power. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Ironically, if you follow the circle of clues, you're inevitably led to the House of Dragons. It's all by design. When we began to expose the spirit behind the sudden push for chains, whips, and leather masks, which seemed to be accompanied by a media-fueled fascination with the Dahmer diet, we stumbled upon a dragon's nest, a den of incestuous homo carnivorous pedivores itching for their next adrenochrome fix. Our latest full-length presentation, Shadows and Chains, House of Bondage Part 1, reveals that these agendas are all interconnected and reach to the highest seats of earthly power and beyond. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and it cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. The truth is, the enemies we face have already placed their moral dilemmas and conscientious objections on the altar of Baal, and all their inhibitions have been consumed in the cremation of care. So nothing is holding them back from pursuing the whole of the satanic law, which is do without wilt. Now that we are in the season of judgment, it is not hard to see that the majority of those who call themselves believers, who are supposed to be society's first line of defense against moral corruption and evil, have obviously dropped the ball. Too many have been distracted by worldly pursuits and lulled into the state of lukewarm complacency by the comforts and conveniences offered in this Babylonian system. In pursuit of the American dream and keeping up with the Joneses, many have placed themselves in bondage to debt, enslaved to material possessions which now possess them. They're trapped, caged, 
their boss is cracking the whip and their time is all tied up wrapped up in work no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house so now that the parents are tightly bound and restrained by sigils they call dollars the ravenous horn hoof-footed hellhound possessed pedivores can swoop right into the void left in the children's lives. You're probably not doing your back-to-school shopping at Balenciaga, but some people apparently are. And begin the initiation rites. Initiation rites that require gratuitous amounts of trauma. Trauma-based mind control. Mind control. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back-to-school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trauma-based mind control. Mind control. Our kids go to school wondering whether they will survive the day. Waiting 77 minutes to confront the gunman as he took the lives of 19 children and two teachers. The enemy knows that these young ones have not yet developed the spiritual armor they need to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Christina Long sorts through her kids' bags. Got some pencils and we got a sticker. New school supplies from her kids' new group. The After School Satan Club. Inclusive LGBTQ plus affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. Local school administrators promoting, quote, kink, BDSM, and trans-friendly sex toys for kids. The full might and power of Hasatan, Satan's army, is being aimed at the most vulnerable and impressionable among us. Yes, we are witnessing the revealing of the hungry spirit that haunts the system, the ghosts in the machine, with an infinity for chains, shackles, prisons, and cages. Oh yeah, and children. A data investigation by CBS News reveals hundreds of elementary school children, some as young as kindergarten, handcuffed at school. All right, no, I got it. That's okay, I got it. He's good, he's mine now. All right, don't move. You spit on me, I'll put a hood on you. Listen to what right. happened here. You can't bully your way through this, dude. In a North Carolina school, grades K through five. Don't make a wrong move, just chill out. An interaction captured on the school resource officer's body camera. A student with autism, handcuffed with his hands behind his back, pinned on the floor for 38 minutes. At one point, court records say the officer puts his knee in the child's back. You ever been charged with a crime before? You ever been charged before? Okay, well, you're fixing to. 
The SRO got involved because the child spit. But you don't spit here. He's going to get charged. So if you, my friend, are not acquainted with the juvenile justice system, you will be very shortly. The child arrested, seven years old. In case after case, across the country, we see the same scene played out. Federal data from the most recent school year available shows 715 students, fifth grade or younger, arrested at school. Our analysis found black and disabled students were disproportionately more likely to be arrested. The school to prison pipeline is definitely real. Now that the spiritual system of bondage has successfully managed to restrain and bind a child's natural guardians, with the ever-growing cost of living, this same spirit is training legions of state-sponsored perverse grooming instructors they call teachers. The Philadelphia School District is actively encouraging teachers to attend sex conferences that discuss kink, BDSM, sex toys, and transgender surgery for teens. But here's one of the headlines over the Daily Caller. School district encouraging Philly teachers to attend Banging Beyond Binaries, Triple B, for those keeping score at home, BDSM, and uh, that, that is a conference that we're talking about. And the disclaimer, the purpose of this workshop is to show, is to showcase the different types of prosthetics available for sex. Almost all of these prosthetics look like a male body part. Dr. Scott Mauser explained that he's performed over 2,000 top surgeries meaning removing girls' breasts, and that there's no age limit for beginning the gender journey, as he calls it. Let, let's just see what he says. In the GCC, Gender Confirmation Center in San Francisco, we kind of have these like secret missions. Now, now that it's on a slide, these public secret missions, which are, uh, one of them is that we try, to, we try to live with our values 30 to 40 years in the future. So, and that puts us in a mindset of um, extreme affirmation, because affirmation at that time is a foregone conclusion. This is a time in the future when gender is just a thing. Nobody makes a big deal out of it. People are being screened as children and adolescents for their gender journey and appropriate steps are taken to get them involved in a multidisciplinary process to get them where they need to go. That's, that's the future. Um, I do not have a minimum age of any sort in my practice. There's no chronological age that says you don't get surgery. Kink, BDSM, sex toys, and transgender surgery for teens. QR code that are worn by the teachers. They're enabled badges here provided by the National Education Association reportedly. And allegedly those badges link to this a website with what seems to be some controversial content here in terms of where parents stand and what's being taught in a classroom. So did this come from his high school? How did you find out about these QR codes? I actually found out about it from a very brave teacher who's a whistleblower at an elementary school in the district. She took a picture of the badge and sent it to me, and I immediately scanned the QR code and discovered that video that you're showing a screenshot of right now. It took me about three clicks to get to it, and I was literally horrified at the information that I found. So this is not a high school this is allegedly, from what you're told, in an elementary school. Did I get that correct, Lisa? It's in all of our schools, elementary, middle, and high school. And just for the listeners to understand, these, because this is being pushed nationally, uh, any teacher in the country can buy these badges for about two bucks. Uh, it just so happens that our school district 
teachers union decided to co-sponsor and put their own logo on it as well and and really mass distribute it to every single teacher but it's being done all over the country because it's being pushed by the national teachers union um, uh, now as far as the actual badge itself there's a layers of problems with this badge it has a qr code within a couple of clicks gets you you know step-by-step -step gu guides to bondage and all kinds of sex acts that don't get enough play and all this other stuff step-by-step -step gu guides to bondage and all kinds of sex acts that don't get enough play and all this other stuff. Uh, it's They told us, oh, this won't end up in the hands of students, but obviously when you flood a district uh, with these badges all over the place, including the elementary buildings, it's getting in the hands of, of kids. Uh, you know, like that was a no-brainer that that was going to happen. Um, we'd ask them, can you just remove the QR code? Can you just reprint the badge with only the front? And they went forward anyway and said, no, we're just going to do whatever we want to do because we want to do this. Now, this this adds uh, uh, other problems. It also says I'm a safe person. So under what criteria is a person, a teacher, safe to talk to privately about sexual matters with a child? Any special training? No. Anything, if, uh, anything else, teachers are instructed you need to immediately send a kid to a counselor, talk to the parent, everything else. But when it comes to sex and sexuality, here's a badge with some material that's totally unvetted, and, and all of that, and, and now you're qualified to have private conversations with kids about their sex and sexuality in elementary school and otherwise. I mean, I don't, totally know if, I don't know if viewers are reading, but this is even inappropriate for me to show on air uh, here, um, quite frankly. Um, the badge that says safe person opens up the door for bad actors to take advantage of children who are already vulnerable. Just last week in Franklin County, we had one teacher, at, not in our district, but in Franklin County, arrested for having sex with a student. And in a neighboring county, another teacher was arrested. So having that uh, badge say safe is really putting all of our kids at risk. And the badge is actually creating more division amongst teachers and amongst the students because the teachers are being bullied into having to accept the badge from the union president who asks the question, are you friend or foe when she hands them the badge? And then t students who are not part of the LGBTQ community are also feeling uh, neglected and left out. But these groomers, disguised as educators, are not acting alone. Their lessons are reinforced by slick multi-million dollar marketing campaigns, movies, toys, music, fashion, and everything else pop culture can throw at the impressionable mind of a child. Is Mattel's latest doll too sexy too soon? KTLA's Marco Gonzalez is live at Mattel headquarters with more on what some are calling S&M Barbie. All new at five, parents raising concerns over a popular holiday gift. One Green Country family says there was an unexpected feature on a male doll given to their daughter for Christmas. Katie. Mike, Amy Rose bought her daughter a gift she was really wanting, LOL surprise dolls. When she opened them, they were definitely surprised by what they saw. To the naked eye, you won't notice too much. They're just your typical toy. But it's what happens when you add a little ice water that's got parents hot. And my five-year-old has a doll that looks like she's wearing bondage now. You guys. Oh my God. Are you serious? I, like, you guys see this, right? This is not fake. Breast pedals, fishnet, tattoos, and what some call lingerie exposed when the little dolls are dipped in ice water. Do you see that? Table tail and wings. 
true colors fly at Rainbow High. Rainbow High! Rainbow High. Dolls each sold separately. You can collect the rainbow. As we progress further into Yah's season of judgment, which coincides with the Elite's Great Reset, we're now entering into an era which the famous Illuminist, Alice Bailey, referred to as the externalization of the hierarchy. So it's no wonder that this Christmas and this holiday season are beginning to take on more dark, more sadistic spiritual undertones. Dons the iconic red suit and white beard as none other than Santa Claus in the new Christmas thriller, Violent Night. It's Christmas! We decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline to Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa? Time for some season's beatings. I believe in you, Santa. Were you gonna do this fine Christmas Eve? I was potentially gonna go meet up with a dude. Have you heard from the boys down at the scene yet? They're still down there counting bodies. They have to tell you, so that on the day of judgment, when the accuser points his finger, you can't say, I didn't know. Though many companies are incorporating a darker element in their ads for this Christmas season, one fashion brand has truly infused all the hidden pagan horrors of Christmas in their latest ad campaign. Their Christmas ad campaign included pictures of a child with a... Balenciaga is one of the world's most expensive clothing brands in the world, and for some reason, their Christmas ad campaign included pictures of a child with a bear. When you zoom on on the bear, it's dressed, shall we say, unusually. So last week, Balenciaga featured this campaign on their website as part of their Christmas campaign, which was actually targeting children. They're trying to market these uh, teddy bears to children. The teddy bears were covered in bondage BDSM gear. People who know about these things say its outfit is inspired by bondage outfits used in certain sex acts. This, in and of itself, is troubling. Balenciaga. Balenciaga is what they call a luxury brand. This morning, fashion house Balenciaga, a favorite of stars like Kim Kardashian, Bella Hadid, and Nicole Kidman. You're probably not doing your back-to-school shopping at Balenciaga, but some people apparently are. 
So this week, Balenciaga rolled out a new ad campaign on Instagram. One photograph showed a very young girl lying face down on a couch with candles, empty wine glasses, and a dog collar on a coffee table in front of her. Another picture showed the same girl, a toddler, holding a teddy bear dressed in sexual bondage gear, including a leather harness. And then, in case you missed the point, we're for pedophilia at Balenciaga. Another picture made it explicit. That picture showed pages from a Supreme Court opinion that struck down a law designed to fight child pornography. Whoever staged the photo shoot made certain to include a portion of that opinion that used the word sex or sexual four times. And of course, that was not an accident. Balenciaga wanted you to notice. There was also a picture of a woman with black eyes and clearly looked like they'd been abused and assaulted. That was the theme. They were trying to glorify that and glamorize it and trying to normalize it, just like the kids holding the bondage teddy bears. So I definitely think Balenciaga has very dark kind of um, things going on. And in 2016, one of the people that recruited all of the models for Balenciaga's runway show was a woman called Rachel Chandler, who um, has been on Jeffrey Epstein's island. She's even posted the picture on Instagram of CCTV footage back in 2013, bragging about being on an island. And if you look at her modeling agency, every single one of the models looks like a trafficking victim. Another one of Balenciaga's main stylists and designers responsible for their photo shoots is Lada Volkova. Her work focuses on themes of violence, abuse, domination, centering around adolescent children. Here are some of the milder images from our Instagram. This post had the hashtag Moloch. Satanic imagery is a reoccurring theme of her Instagram post. Here she posted a diagram of a child's nervous system during a pain response. In this photo, a red-haired woman wearing Balenciaga is sitting at her desk with her feet up, not so subtly showcasing a copy of Fire from the Sun by Michael Bormans amid a pile of books on the table. The David's Winter Gallery described the work as featuring, quote, toddlers engage in playful but mysterious acts with sinister overtones and insinuations of violence, unquote. The truth is, his work features scenes of erotic asphyxiation child dismemberment, toddlers drenched in blood, and cannibalism. In these Balenciaga ad photos, there are many red flags that allude to satanic ritual child abuse. But for the sake of time, the ones we're going to concentrate on are those which hold the most spiritual significance. This yellow caution tape, which at first glance, based off of this chair, viewers might assume says Balenciaga, but on closer inspection, you can see they have subtly added an extra A to the name, spelling Bell, Balenciaga. Bell, sometimes referred to as Baal, is an ancient Canaanite deity who was worshipped through blood-curling rituals of child sacrifice. 
But why bring all this out during a Christmas campaign? Their Christmas ad campaign. As part of their Christmas campaign. Holiday campaign. Sometime around 1250 BC, on entering the land of Canaan, the Israelites came into contact with the inhabitants of the land who worshipped a pantheon of gods, including the horned, hoof-footed fertility god Baal, who was the son of the Canaanite god El and Ashtaroth Orishtar. Historically, the celebration of Baal took place nine months after the fertility festivals of Ishtar, symbolizing the birth of a god, the son of El, following the insemination of the goddess and the nine-month gestation period. Child sacrifice by incineration and ceremonial orgies were common in the cult of Baal. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord, and served Baal and Ashtaroth. December 25th, Christmas, is nine months after the fertility rituals of Ishtar, Easter, which is represented by rabbits. And coincidentally, Christmas is the celebration of the birth of a son. But whose son is really being celebrated? In the Northern Hemisphere during late December, the days are at their shortest lengths and the nights are at their longest. For those of the pagan world, this has always been the greatest time of the year to celebrate and practice the works of darkness. The pagan calendar identifies this period as the winter solstice. Witchcraft traditions hold that a number of pagan gods were given birth during this period, including Dionysus, Attis, and Baal, chief male god of fertility and licentiousness. Mithra was said to have been born specifically on December 25th. Mithra was the god of the unconquerable sun, the god of the light between heaven and earth, worshipped at that time by an influential Roman cult. His birth symbolized an end to the long nights and a return to the dominance of the sun. During the month-long winter solstice celebration, courts in Rome were closed. Any and all crimes were allowed. Homosexuality, cross-dressing and uncontrolled debauchery reigned supreme. By 270 AD, the Roman Emperor Aurelian had made it official, setting aside a seven-day period from December the 17th through the 24th, culminating in an exchange of gifts on December the 25th to celebrate the birth of the Sun God. This Roman orgy to end all orgies later became known as Saturnalia. Roman soldiers invading Britain brought with them their pagan orgiistic traditions. By the 4th century, the influential government-sanctioned Church of Rome chose instead to adopt them into their so-called official Christianity. Up until this time, the birthday of Jesus Christ had not been celebrated at all. Ignoring scriptures, however, indicating that the birth probably did not occur during the winter, the church nevertheless confused biblical history and made Jesus' birthday coincide with the pagan god Mithra. The birth date of the sun god had now become the birth date of the son of God. 
The Church's practice of changing the dates of Christian events to coincide with pagan festivals continued, and by the 7th century, Pope Gregory I had ordered Augustine of Canterbury to incorporate any and all pagan practices and customs into the expanding Roman Catholic Church. During the Middle Ages, the debased Mardi Gras atmosphere of what was now known as Christ's Mass had reached a fevered pitch. Common practices included open sex in the streets, rioting, murder, and a number of pagan druidic Halloween rituals. Today's tradition of the Christmas Yule Log stems directly from the worship of the pre-Christian Scandinavian fertility god Yule. The burning of this phallic idol is also responsible for the concept of the 12 days of Christmas, which represented the 12 daily sacrifices offered up in the Yule Log's flames. Another uh, good example of the um, pagan elements of Christmas is the whole concept of Yule and the Yule Log. The, uh, the very term is derived from uh, uh, the Norse god Yule, spelled J-U-L. And uh, uh, every year around Christmas time, uh, a huge log was uh, uh, cut down and uh, fashioned into a uh, fertility symbol and then burned uh, for 12 days. And on each successive day, a, a, a new sacrifice to the god Yule was performed uh, uh, in the fire, and a new sacrificial victim was uh, was burned to death. Uh, sometimes, but not always, these sacrificial victims were uh, human beings. And the whole uh, notion of the 12 days of Christmas also comes to us from this uh, Norse pagan tradition. In an attempt to blur the origins of this horrific ritual, the Church of Rome placed the first day of the Mass of Christ on December 25th and the 12th day on January the 6th. Despite no scriptural references for January the 6th, it was selected as the day the wise men supposedly arrived to offer gifts to the newborn Christ. During the winter solstice, trees would be chopped down, brought inside, set up and decorated as idols for worship. The concept of Santa Claus has had a long and winding history with a number of diverse cultures contributing to the composite character we have today. Beginning once again in Scandinavia, Santa's original incarnation was in the form of Odin, the pagan god of thunder, a tall fellow with a long flowing beard who inhabited the spirit-infested Nordic forests. In England, Odin eventually evolved into Father Christmas, who, crowned with sprigs of holly, traveled to the countryside getting roaring drunk as part of the Festival of Fools celebration. Frequently he would be accompanied by a horned goat. According to the traditions of the Church of Rome, there was a Turkish bishop named Nicholas who hailed from Myra in Asia Minor during the 4th century. It was rumored that St. Nicholas had actually captured the devil himself, put him in chains and made him his personal servant. Recognized in various cultures as Krampus, Beelzebub, this assistant of St. Nicholas is best known by his German name, Necht Ruprecht. Somehow, Father Christmas's companion, the horned goat, had metamorphosized into the foreboding horned devil called Ruprecht. Ruprecht also carried a large sack which he would frequently use to haul away the really bad boys and girls. As more and more Christian churches began combining the pagan rituals of the winter solstice with the celebration of the birth of Christ, emphasis on St. Nicholas's role began to shift. Eventually, Necht Ruprecht was made the companion and servant to the Christ child himself. 
In this scenario, the devil is actually given the title Venoxman or Santa Claus. 19th century writer Theodore Storm, in his story about Necht Ruprecht, even goes so far as to describe the switches given to the children by Ruprecht as tools to be used in sadomasochistic rituals. Soon, the image of Ruprecht would fade from the Christmas tradition, but not his sadistic influence. Many of the early depictions of Santa Claus portrayed him not as a jolly gift giver, but of an unfriendly disciplinarian complete with a ready switch or whip. The Bible warns against cutting down trees, decorating them with silver and gold, and making offerings to them. But on December 25th, houses are filled with Christmas trees. The Bible also forbids giving bread and drink offerings to devils. But many Christians leave milk and cookies out for Santa, who is Bell. One of his names is even Bell Schnickel. Belschnickel is one of the earliest Christmas traditions and one of the earliest Christmas visitors. Behold, the true form of what people have been worshipping this whole time. Krampus. Krampus derives pleasure from the sadomasochistic bondage, chaining, and torture of children. This is ancient ritualistic BDSM. What's in your bag? In my bag, uh, like stuff for me. Should I hold it for you and you can take things out? Excuse me. Yeah. Look, there's like a... Like when she starts to cry, like then when, when she's gonna pee, I don't know. Then uh, when, when she's boring, uh, she's boring. While the majority of the general public remains ignorant about Christmas and the true reason for the season, it is clear the people who make up the European designer fashion brand Balenciaga have a deep and profound understanding of the holiday and all of its sacraments. But what about the celebrities who endorse the brand? Their silence is deafening. Though Kim Kardashian released a lackluster PR-driven statement, their outrage-driven cancel culture seems to be missing in action when it comes to condemning those who exploit children. Meanwhile, her ex-husband Ye, who was just recently dropped from Adidas and Balenciaga for speaking some sober words of truth, this seemed to be a brief moment of clarity for Ye which we covered in our last video presentation, The Devils in the Details, Contracts with Death. Since then, he has now seemingly fallen back into the trauma-based mind control induced disassociative personality disorder, which in all likelihood was induced during the time he was involuntarily committed to one of their MK Ultra psychiatric research labs, where he was chemically escorted into Zombieland under the supervision of the celebrity handler Harley Pasternak and the Kardashian coven. Trauma-based mind control. mind control. So even though he may have cut ties with the demonic bell worshipping brand on paper, his recent behavior exhibits the fact that the spiritual and psychological ties he has made by contracting with the red media are not so easily broken. 
the Balenciaga BDSM bondage mask that Ye adorns his many changing faces with, along with his casual endorsement of mass murdering genocidal maniacs during his recent Joker-esque media appearances is a clear indication of demonic influences still in his life. It seems no matter how hard Ye tries to cut the strings, he is still Pinocchio. And the real Geppetto, the real face behind the mask, the real Krampus, is Francois Henry Pinnell, the Jewish CEO of Caring, which is Balenciaga's parent company. This multi-billionaire, who is married to the actress Selma Hayat, also owns an auction website where disturbing erotic mannequins of children are sold at an exorbitant price. But there is an even more bloodthirsty and ravenous manifestation of this spirit being alluded to in this ad campaign. But again, what was Queen Elizabeth's dying wish? This agenda expands way beyond the fashion world, from the high heights of European monarchy right into the classroom. We expose the real forces behind the movement to initiate the most vulnerable among us into the occult world of BDSM in our latest presentation, Shadows and Chains, House of Bondage Part 1. But an even darker storm is brewing. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So we live in a time that calls for action. Those that do not put their faith into action, they and their children will suffer the consequences. I saw you riding the other way. Tis all that your face. Laugh and get your name. And pretend that everything's okay. We have reported that this shooter went to Robb Elementary School as a student, but even more interesting than came out in that report was that he attended fourth grade in room 111. They pretend to love you. His teacher testified before the committee saying that he was bullied uh, that year. So again, possible motive here. It is time to be vigilant before it all fell apart. You could feel it. It is time for the righteous to come together to protect our most precious gift, our children. Bible was clear. In remembrance and honor of our King, Yeshua Hamashiach, and his death, burial, and resurrection, we are to observe Passover and all the high holy days prescribed in the biblical text. Show me the 
Show us the way, Father. Please guide us to a sanctuary. The righteous shall dwell in the land forever. Show us the way, Father. Who is like unto God? All praises to you, Heavenly Father. Mosiah. Help us build a refuge for the righteous. Thank you, Father. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers making request if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end he may be established Of the goodness. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. And all he has done for me. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Who is like unto God? To my dear beloved brothers and sisters, we pray in advance. May the anointing of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, be poured out in the midst of your journeys. And as we depart, please pray that our passage be unhindered by principalities and the conspiracies of men. For we all voyage through the valley of the shadow of death. But the mercy of the Father is the light that guides our path. Through the loving kindness and grace of the Heavenly Father, Abba Yah, we have been kept through the perils and pitfalls of the enemy. And now we go forth on a journey in the midst of a looming storm. Fellow servants, suffering persecution and affliction, we endure. And we strive to bear one another's burdens so that the work of our King, Yeshua Hamashiach, will be perfected within us through our faith. You have encouraged us through triumph and tragedy. Ministering to us through your fervent supplication generosity and love Thank you, for it is our sincere faith and prayer that our children be raised together with your children in the fear of the Lord and the discipline of his word yes. we petition at the feet of the throne that the most Hayah will intercede on your behalf and grant you safe traveling mercies for we greatly anticipate and desire the coming together of the saints to form one body so that we may fellowship and break bread in the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law. We pray that the fruit of the Spirit will be shown through our toil, labor, and faith. 
so that the glory of the everlasting Elohim be made known to all nations, yes. and that the will of the Father be manifest through his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Please guide us to a sanctuary, Father. Though you are dead, yet shall you live.